our low audio listener. Please subscribe, leave a like and review on the platform you're listening from. The video version of this show is on YouTube and the link will be in the description. So welcome back to another Music Matters podcast and today I'm joined with Lisa and Cassia. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having us. How did you get into your music journeys? Where did it all start for both of you? What got you into your into that path? Yeah, um, I started doing music I in my early 20s mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't until I guess when the pandemic started in 2020 that I started producing mm-hmm. um, I went from not being able to produce at all to taking some private lessons and I've released my first track I guess mid 2020 oh wow and yeah so it's like fairly new to yeah. me but and like what was the um, what, what was the course that you took to do that the course that I took yeah to like learn producing the private lessons I wanted to learn from I guess the best that I could so yeah. I went and I looked into who was certified and to teach Ableton and there's like I think three people at that time in BC that were able to um or they were actually certified yep. and yeah so I found Sam Ryan and I started okay. doing um I guess weekly lessons like private like zoom lessons yeah him and yeah that's cool what about you Lisa how did you get into it um, well, I've been doing music since I was pretty young, yeah. um, and I started doing like uh, kind of like acoustic stuff, and then um, was in a few bands in high school, and then I realized that a lot of the times, like the bands would break up. So then yeah. I thought, oh, well, how can I do this just all on my own? So then I started doing more like electronic music production because then you can make all of the instruments and then combine them together. So then I watched a lot of YouTube and then I went to like an audio recording school and then learned the engineering part and then yeah and then now here I am just making music. I find that uh, when I've had people in the past before um, they've all come from like band backgrounds and they've all said the same thing they have a band trying to keep them together people drop out come back in and they just struggle to keep it together then they all sort of go off to their own venture so I can't understand where you come from I've heard that story many times actually so and like, what sort of influences did you have in electronic music when you got into it? Um, a lot of things. I listened to like a lot of genres of music. Um, I think back then I was listening to a lot of Dead Mouse and like kind of the newer like indie electronic stuff, like Sylvan Esso, um, stuff like that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. What about you, like? I grew up on Tupac and Biggie. I mean, and yeah, Nas. that's wicked, yeah. yeah. So for the longest time, I like love hip hop. Yeah. I'm just like not a rapper at all. Have you heard, <laughs> have you heard UK Grime? Uh, yes, I think yeah. so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, when I come to Canada, everyone's like, oh, I listen to rap. Or I, li- I used to listen to rap. Yeah. I'm like, have you ever heard UK rap, like UK Grime? I think actually, yeah. Yeah. It's we call it Grime, but it's technically UK rap to yeah, other people, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. There's some really great artists. Yeah, like Skepta is one of them. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, Skepta yeah. Wiley, Dizzy yeah. Rascal, and there's so many. But um, like going into the electronic scene in Vancouver, like how did you sort of see the scene when you first started, like getting into your music scene here? Like, how, I know you went through it with COVID, but like how did you see yourself to sort of be like, right, I like this music, I like this these genres like how am I going to get into this scene like did you train yourself with the right people or did you how was your approach to it I mean I um one of the labels that I'm signed with is a it's like an all women female label out of LA and I when I came across Lisa I was like hey like your music is amazing do you want to be part of this label so we started kind of collaborating through that and that's when she's like I do silent disco stuff do you want to collaborate on that I'm like yeah okay and it was cool because for me, like I said, I still think I'm finding my sound. I definitely am. I think as humans, we're all evolving. We're all finding, you know. Yeah, I think we all are, no matter how long you've done it for, right? Yeah. And it evolves over the years. Absolutely. Didn't it? So. Yeah, it took me quite a while to be like, because I had a lot of producers growing up, and people would tr- like produce music for me, and I just never really felt like it was the right fit, which was another thing that kind of inspired me to yeah. learn it all myself, just do it myself. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't until this summer that I really started to, it was almost like a market research thing. It's like, what kind of music do we play that people really like? You know, yeah, yeah. Sort of, we're DJing like every weekend. We're like, yeah. okay, cool. Like this makes people move a little bit more, you know, like why would they do So it was just really watching the people and seeing what's popular kind of. Yeah. And what do I like to, like, what do I want to make? What do I like to listen to? Yeah, um, I think there's always, I don't know. Like, it's always for me, there's always like a, 
do you do it for the likes or do you do it for the passion? I always tell people, do it for the passion and then the, the people, the likes will follow like well, later if on. If you have good taste. If yeah. you have good taste, right? That's true as well, yeah. You got shit tasting, yeah. <laughs> Some people do do it for the likes. There's some big DJs out there yeah. that have paid a ghost producer to get the likes and get the following and to DJ, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I, I get that. I, I get it too, yeah. I do. I've heard a couple artists say recently that something that really like resonated with me is that it's like they do it for the fans, but they really do it for themselves. Mm. You know, like when you're ma- when like a, f- a musician will make music because it's them communicating their feelings or way to like journal. You know, I'm writing up my feelings. This is like, you know, it's a form of therapy, I guess. And I guess that's my take on how I produce music and like why I do music. Yeah, I'm the it's same like yeah. for me, but it's also if other people can res that resonates with other people as well then it's just like wow you know like i'm going through this door because this is open this is amazing yeah so. I, I find that as well like when i've done um when i produce music depending on my mood on that day mm. you could tell by the sound that i've created that oh, day totally. I, listen, you know I, mean? I listen back to some like, music i'm like oh my if god I'm, yeah like if i'm stuck in traffic and people piss me off <laughs> it's gonna be some hard shit but <laughs> if it's like i've had a good day today it's kind of a bit more mellow yeah so i see what i can resonate with yeah. that like, I've had some exes like stop writing music songs about me. <laughs> <laughs> and what about yeah. you, Lisa? Like, how does it go for you when you're breaking into your sounds, like into the Vancouver scene? Um, well, I've kind of dabbled in a lot of genres. So yeah. I started doing kind of like indie electronic stuff, and so I was doing. I was mostly preparing my show for a lot of years. So I wrote yeah. like a ton of music, and then I was trying to figure out like how I can play that live. So I was doing it with Ableton, and then I'd like switch between the instruments, and then like oh, sing at the cool. same time, kind of thing. And then I like um, program the lights to go with it. So like when I launch the scene thing in Ableton, the lights are going with it. So it's kind of like doing it all on my own, kind of thing. That's sick, yeah. Um, and then I was gonna do like a tour, and then the pandemic happened. Yeah. So I kind of was like, oh. What am I going to do now? And then um, I started going out to these underground, um, like, secret concerts, and a lot of it was, like, DJing. Yeah. So then I was like, well, like, I've been producing for a long time, so I was like, why don't I try DJing? So I went to this one festival, and I was like, hey, can I play? I had no idea how to use CDJs. I just, like, plugged the USB in and then just, like, did it. And I was like, oh, okay, this is fun. And then that's kind of how I got into the DJing, and then I've been like producing more like techno stuff for the DJing side. Yeah. So I went from like doing like rock to like, I guess kind of piano music to then indie electronic to now some techno. <laughs> you've kind of done, you've kind of done um, similar to uh, how it went in the UK in the eighties and the nineties, which was, um, it went from punk rock in the eighties, right? And then they had the whole punk rave thing, and it went into electronic music. So it's kind yeah. of a similar journey for doing that. But like going in the deep end, just like oh, whacking a CDJ, <laughs> uh, a USB story and CDJ, and but fuck, I'll just figure it out. Yeah. Sometimes is um, sometimes <laughs> the best way, isn't it? If you really think about That's it. So intimidating. It, yeah. Me. Like, did you have a crowd as well? Yeah, it was like oh, a festival. <laughs> it was like a crowd of people. <laughs> and then I just, like, my friend just like briefly was like, yeah, that's the play button, that's this. And then I was like, okay, put it in, all my music loaded, and then I just played. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a guy, a uh, gentleman I interviewed, Cameron St. Dennis, do you know? Yeah, and he yeah. said the same thing, if in doubt, fade it out. Sorry. <laughs> and then just like whack another track back in. But um, how do you think the Vancouver scene's grown over time? Like, for you guys like in the music scene like with you producing and DJing like how have you grown with it and how do you see the scene grow I think it's grown a lot since the pandemic in terms of like the underground scene Mm -hmm. I think that really made like the underground scene like come more like mainstream I guess there's a lot more underground shows happening and things than there was like beforehand it seems yeah Yeah. I think I there's a lot to offer in Vancouver. That's mm-hmm. why I like interviewing people because I think they've got so much, but the scene isn't so. It's so new. It's so new. Do you know what I mean? Isn't it? And I think like so much fucking talent here. Like so much, mm-hmm. and it's not being shown. So like that's why I like meeting these people because I think like you know you you've done so well. With, I think you've done well in the space, the time the time frame that you guys have done Thanks. your music. Thanks. And you know I think. Um, 
coming into the scene brand new now do you think it's easier or do you think it's more difficult like getting into the scene now i and mean and by scene do you mean like the, the DJing? Di- yeah the di- dj and dance music scene yeah yeah i mean i i literally just started djing a couple of months like four months ago like literally just literally eh? yeah wow and i've been given a lot of really cool opportunities i was actually supposed to be in miami playing at a really cool show last weekend but because i'm not fully vaccinated apparently i can't get into the country oh so that was annoying yeah so because i have yeah people wanting to book me in other cities now which is crazy because i literally just yeah yeah, but i love it that's amazing but like my thing is like i like producing i like being by myself in front of my computer with my glasses on producing music you know like i'm a little bit like introverted but that being said it's you know how are people going to hear your music if you're not out there playing it so so do, so do you use Ableton? Do you use Ableton as well? Yeah. How'd you find like learning that? Um, well, I originated in Pro Tools. Well, I first first did Fruity Loops, and then Pro Tools, and I used Reason for a little bit, and then Ableton. I use Reason, yeah. Yeah, and I find Ableton. I think it's like for electronic music, it's definitely the most user friendly. I think because yeah. of all of the like, like the the warp feature and stuff it's just a lot easier than like some other ones where you like quantize and do it differently so i think ableton also like the built-in plugins and stuff yeah within it are really good for electronic music i think like um because reason was quite limited back in the day and now like most like softwares now you're able to just buy plugins and you can do external plugins you can even run two softwares now i can run reason with logic yeah and you can run ableton with reason now so it's way more diverse to like mix stuff around now mm-hmm. like what would be your like um how would you start a track and how would you finish it and what would the time frame be well i usually i start i play the music live like either piano and singing yeah or guitar and singing and then i'll just record just that in pro tools and then i'll just process the vocals in Pro Tools, and then I just bring the vocals into Ableton, kind of like I make my own, I guess, remix. Yeah. So I take the stem, and then from there, then I do the rest in Ableton. Oh, that's pretty yeah. cool. Just because I find Pro Tools is easier to edit, like more live stuff, like vocals, because um, of the playlists and the different things. Yeah. And then, then the rest is easier in Ableton. I've never used Pro Tools, but I've people mm-hmm. say to me, "Oh, you should move to Ableton," and I'm like, oh, "I feel like I'm cheating on reason," you know? I'm like, "Oh, I don't know if I want to like." Everyone says Ableton's good, but I know everyone uses Ableton for like, a live set play. Everyone, like it's always used by like Richie Horton and mm. all these big DJs. Like Carl Cox, I think uses it as well. So like, how how long will it take you to make a track in total, start to finish? Well, start to finish to you, because some people say uh, start to finish is ninety five percent and the rest is mastering. Yeah, yeah, I guess like often. Um, I guess I could make a whole track in a day, <laughs> depending on the thing. Um, but wow. it also could take like not the ma- not the mixing part, just the making the just track. the making. Yeah, I could make it in a day, but then like the editing and everything else is what takes a long time. Like if I'm doing like vocals, I'll have like five different um, vocals, and it's the same like, track, yeah, and yeah. then I edit them all together. And then if it's guitar um, or any kind of live thing, I go in and edit it all perfect to the grid, just because I think it sounds a little better than. If you say in Ableton you're using the warp, there'll be like a little bit of artifacts when you're dragging the note. Yep. It might change the pitch a bit, so I'll go in and crossfade all of the guitar. Oh, really? Um, but it, that only works if you're playing a specific style of guitar where it's just like one note. Okay. If you're playing chords, you'll get artifacts if you're doing it that way. Okay. So that takes like like six hours just editing. I'm learning a bit here <laughs> just from that. <laughs> just editing yeah, all the guitar takes like, like you're just sitting and listening to another song and you're just just repetitive motion of editing it and then put it together and then it just sounds like really clean and I'll have like maybe like five or eight of the same guitar track and then it sounds really full because you can have them spread across the stereo field. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then the rest in Ableton it's like a lot of it's just MIDI. Do you mind if I just take some notes quickly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like like if you're just making the song and not doing the editing i could do it in a, like a day and then the editing would take like another day and then the mixing the mixing sometimes takes just forever yeah like weeks yeah yeah i know that feeling it takes me actually longer than that to do it, just put the track together because i'm like no 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 and i just mm-hmm. get pissed off and walk away and then come back again and 
it's so, the, it's the best though to take some space from the track and I yeah. think that like it depends like how long does it take to make a track I guess it depends what you're trying to say you know yeah I ask these, I ask people that because some people say to me oh, I take uh, it takes me like two months and I think uh, I ask this question because um, people uh, when I've asked people and I've chatted to people many times they say to me oh do you think uh, I should be creating more tracks more frequently to keep regular content out or should I be making tracks because I want to make tracks that I enjoy and I think are good? Quali- not, quality like, over quantity. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and what would, what would your guys take on that? Um, I will focus on one track and get it down to when I really, really like it. It's yeah. mixed really, really well and then put it out. Yeah, because like, a, pe- a lot of producers li- um, like listen on the show and the... I think some people are getting so confused of like I have to keep up so many so much content to keep relevant and I mm-hmm. think no I think you need to just you know take a step back and just focus on you stay in your lane yeah and kind of like just stop looking to other people yeah trying don't look to keep other up people man yeah. yeah just like do your thing because yeah. I, th- I think social media is bad in that way because if you're like looking at what other people produce you're like why am I producing like that I'm yeah like, no just stay in your lane man and just do yeah. your thing and I, that's I, I'm a big believer of that. So, I mean, yeah. It's I think a lot of the time, if people are, pr- are releasing stuff a lot, it might it might make it appear like they're just making it. Yeah. But really, there might be actually years of prep behind that. Uh, and like, I think a good way to do it would be you just take a few years of producing and you make like maybe say six or twelve songs, mm-hmm. and then you have them finished, and then you make like a marketing plan, and then maybe say every month you release a single but it's like you spent two years making all these things yeah. and then you can then you're relevant and then every month you have a new release it's like tip of the iceberg effect in it you know that picture yeah. you see the people what people notice but underneath the water is yeah, like the, 100%. I the just yeah just came up with that actually myself for like my business plan going into 2023 yeah it's all planned out for the ap that i'm doing like down to like on this day i'm working with this person and then i have this engineer and then we're going to do this on this and like all of course stuff strays from the plan all the time but mm-hmm. it, to that point exactly and then we have the publicist lined up at a certain time and the tour and all of the things like yeah so take me through a step by step on that because mm-hmm. i i haven't done that personally myself um but what's the step by step so once you've made your track then mm-hmm. how what would be the marketing process of that like what would you guys think you know what would be the steps of marketing it and getting it out there mm-hmm. like that that structure well i i guess i've been talking to a couple different publicists and i plan to start working with them mid next next year mm-hmm. and yeah just kind of honestly in this planning stages right now about every like month putting just sort of like um like tidbit thing type things like out there promoting that and they they have their own contacts promoting it to different like blogs okay yeah um, yeah, so So do you find that or do they approach you uh i went and i found them you find them yeah yeah. okay yeah i just emailed a bunch of people yeah yeah because anyone that's coming in producing music that's that's what they should do i would just like look up yeah get a music publicist it's funny too because now that i've been speaking to a couple different ones i'm like wow you guys can help me do this i'm like i don't have to do it all myself yeah just like laugh they're like no we'd love to help you like yeah that's cool Mm -hmm. that's good info actually because so many like i say so many people spend so much time on social media yeah i'll do the podcast and you know cutting everything and i think uh, maybe i should get some help yeah you know so any other producers like listening definitely should be yeah and it's like yeah. I have people too just saying that like they they just want to help and mm-hmm. that when like for instance like applying for grants and stuff it's like there's no fee they'll just take a percentage if I get that grant okay yeah so there's like if I get it you know and I'm just like well like and I'm being given opportunities that I didn't even know where it like existed so yeah. it's kind of just like getting money given to like put back into music which is amazing it's kind of like the entrepreneurial entrepreneurship mindset. I know yeah. it is. I know, and I like my other things. Like I have a clothing company, and I have other business type things. Oh, I do, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm probably a boss woman then. Yeah, yeah. I love cool. running businesses. It's fine. There you go. So, but for, with music, it was always just like my love. You know, my first yeah. love is music. This is just something I really enjoy doing. And now it's just like looking at more at it more from like a business standpoint. I'm like well, I can pay my bills and keep doing this. Like, this is awesome, yeah. you know? It's just, because it wasn't really, it wasn't modeled to me when I was younger. Like, it wasn't like, this is a job. This is a career choice for you. Like, this yeah. is a hobby. Go to university, you know, run your businesses, take care of business, essentially. But now it's just like, the more that I kind of s- switched my mindset and I'm like, wow, I can actually make a living off of this. This is awesome. 
Yeah, so I, it's figuring that out. I kind of feel the same. I grew up like, and they always, everyone said to me, "Oh, you need to go and get a trade. Mm-hmm. Don't do university because you'll end up with loads of debt." And no disrespect mm-hmm. to anyone that does that, but you know that was my journey. And everyone said to me, "Oh, in my family, do this, do this." Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, "I want to do music," and everyone was like, "No, nah, I don't think that's going to pay the bills." And I was like, well, "I don't want to work doing yeah. construction. I, I loved it. I loved doing it when I did it, but I wouldn't. That wasn't what I wanted to do." Absolutely. And then now it's starting to, now I think social media's built up so much. I think people are starting to realise, oh, actually, I can do these opportunities and I can, yeah. like, make a living out of this. And there are, av- there's avenues for everyone to make totally. a living doing what they want to do. Absolutely. So, and it's I mean, like building that community, you know, yeah, where people yeah. want to support you, like the yeah. podcast that you're doing or yeah. like, you know, going to support your artists or buying ticket or, or buying tickets or buying like their t-shirt mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be, you know, just like the more that we support each other, the more that we build up this community, the more we all can survive and prosper essentially in this yeah. field. Especially in the music scene because yeah. I, I mean, I, don't, I can't speak for other scenes, but like the music scene, I think it's been around for so long and the electronic dance music scenes all been about like all walks of life coming in just raving to just smashing it on the dance floor you know Mm -hmm. and I think like that's what like we've been talking about with Vancouver I think everyone's just like come from all around the world all walks of life Mm -hmm. you know and they're just like fucking underground scenes smashing it like oh man this is sick the nicest people yeah so cool yeah Yeah. I've met some randomers like on the dance floor oh yeah I I met one guy I went to Tobacco Dock um, for drum code and I went met this guy at the front. He was from America, and he loved dubstep. And I was like, he's like, oh yeah, I love dubstep. I said, I think you're at the wrong rave, man. If you don't, like, he's like, oh, yeah, I don't like techno, but I've come anyway. I was like, well, fair play to you then, bro. Like, if you if you just come for it, he's like, yeah, I think I can do it. That's I was right. like, okay, well, I couldn't go to a dubstep rave, but yeah, I could do a techno rave. But fair play to that guy. So, yeah, like you say, it brings all people sort of together. Totally. So. And I think that like as we're all finding our paths and our sound and all of the things like. The lines are blurring a little bit too, because I'm not like the first one. Like I love techno so much, yeah, yeah. But like, there's so many different genre, like genres within the genre. Oh, fuck like, that yeah. makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is yeah. cool. It's cool, yeah. yeah. It's, I was just finding it hard to keep up with all of the I know. different genres. You know, it's just like, do you like it? Does it, you know, make your blood whatever? Like, do you feel good? Yeah, yeah. Or you have, do you have feel? Then that's good. That's good music. Yeah, you call it whatever you want. Because like in the UK, you get a certain amount of genres. Mm. And I came to Canada. Everyone's like, "No, there's these there's these genres we have over here as well." I'm like, "Oh god, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. uh, okay." I'll try and keep up to date of all that and try yeah. and go to as many scenes as I can. Mm-hmm. But how did you guys, um, when you're like producing tracks and stuff like that, like what sort of plugins do you use? What like instruments do you have? Like, what is your studio setup? Um, I'll definitely use Serum. That, that's like a really go-to. One, yeah. yeah, I use that one a lot. And then I also use all of the output synths. Okay. Um, they have like a, good, a lot of good atmospheric things. If you want to just add, there's just like space in the song. They have like a lot of good like background noise things. And then there's yeah. like arcade um, and that's by output. Um, I used like the whole Waves plugins and yeah. then uh, the isotope ones like uh ozone and neutron different things like that and then uh, i use like vocaline for vocals and then i just got this uh amazing plugin called the god particle right so good. it's like so good so you put it on the final master yeah so you like you mix your thing like pretty much to it's ready to go and then you put that on and it just brings everything up it's like one of the best things really like i showed one of my one friend's um well Gisella and Giselle they're DJs yeah I showed her and she was like whoa dude like I need to get this plug-in because it's like night and day difference like courtesy of Sam Ryan the engineer producer yeah, yeah he's just like the best I'm gonna he's check like, that one out actually I didn't know about that is so good that's yeah. what I love about doing this podcast I get to find <laughs> stuff as well that yeah. benefits you know yeah. um because I, I I know lots of people use um Abbey Road Abbey Road's mastering chains as well mm. Um, Joel West, I know he uses it, and you could, sometimes I bought stuff from Waves as well, some plugins, and they on Black Friday they're giving away stuff for free. Like yeah, some of these free yeah. plugins are like wicked, and there's one I've got as well called the Sausage Fattener. 
Oh, oh that's yeah. Good. It's like the most basic like plugin. Sausage fattener and endless smile. They're both smile. by Data Life. Oh yeah. Endless yeah. smile is really good too. It's like adds like ching kind of to everything, oh, okay. which I like the yeah. ethereal type stuff. Yeah. It's so really who, good. Who do you get to do your mastering? Or do you do it yourself? I well, know people say, oh, you shouldn't do it yourself, but I hire people. I also I mix in Atmos, which is like. Uh, oh immersive sound like surround is that the Dolby one isn't it yeah oh really so you have to have a, se- a special person to master that as well so we send oh, ourselves wow. to Toronto so we master it twice so how do you do that and I know Deb Mouse does it didn't he, he had mm-hmm. that Dolby yeah uh, Atmos well, what you can do yeah. is you can if you mix an Atmos you can actually mix it like flatten it down to stereo which is really cool That's so cool, it's like yeah. saving a step essentially it's such a new thing like I'm still learning a lot about it myself I didn't much about it but you're teaching really me cool. right now you just like literally <laughs> you're where do I want this sound to go like and you see like the body it's very visual like you pick up the sound and put it then pick up the sound and I want this wow. to happen here it's really cool you do video as well right yeah so do you, you incorporate that into your music as well well that's actually how I got into video is back okay. when I was like 18 I was like well I want to be able to do everything for myself so that I don't have to like pay people so I could just like be creative and not have to worry about I'm going to spend money to be creative. Yeah. So I like watched a ton of YouTube stuff and like learned all I could about like filming. And then it was all just to like film my own music videos. And then I ended up just filming like weddings and real estate videos. That's and, sick, yeah. And then did like a reality show and just kind of went on from there. You've done a reality show? Yeah, I did a, a reality show like, like 11 years ago in Saskatchewan. Okay. Um, I so just worked on that, yeah. Jack of all trades, then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just kind of, yeah, kind of everything that I've learned kind of stems from me trying to make, like, do something for marketing for music, mm-hmm. so then I don't have to pay other people, I can just, like, do it, or, like, mesh the creative things together, like, make a song, and then think about how the video would look, and then... As a, pro- as a producer and a musician now, I think you've got to do everything now as a musician. You can't only just be a musician, you've got to be a you've got to market yourself you've got to do all your own video you've got to do all your own content you've got to produce you've got to dj you've got to uh, promote the events you know because you used to have promoters just for events sitting you? you used to have you know people for that job but now producers and djs now have to do everything now you're not just a producer and dj so it's kind of yeah. honestly i i think it's actually a kind of a good thing mm-hmm. because you know, way back I was like, okay, I need to find someone to help me do this. I need to hire a person to do this. I need to hire, you know, all, like, how am I going to afford all of these things? But now it's just like, because of social media, I can do it all myself. Like, that's pretty cool. You know, like, I think we're given, it could be, I don't know. I see it personally as a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're and just given a lot more power back into the artist's hand, you know? So yeah, I think especially it de- it de- bank camp and that, yeah. Yeah, it depends, yeah. like, how, how you view it. Now there's, like, all the apps you can use to help you edit, and you can do the whatever. Like, you can do a lot of things on your own that you weren't really able to do before, mm-hmm. and I don't need to wait for anyone. Like, how did the, the collaboration start, and how did you guys meet in order to do that? Like, what sparked the idea to do that, hmm. to make the track? Well, um, well, I noticed that a lot of the artists are becoming famous off TikTok, yeah. So it's something like 50% of the new artists are people that start on TikTok. That's true. So I thought it could be interesting to make a track that could just be for TikTok, where it's like 15 seconds of something that could be a good clip that people could make videos to on TikTok. Yeah. So then we were just in the studio, and we were drinking mezcal, and then, yeah. And the she's like, we should do like a talking song. What's I'm like, what's a talking song? She's what's like, you what's just mezcal? Mezcal? It's tequila. Yeah. It's like a smoky tequila. Yeah. Oh, okay, so it's interrupts. Really so it, I was just like, what's that? Do you want some? <laughs> <laughs> I've got to drive home, but maybe another time, yeah. So, sorry, yeah, carry on. Yeah, so she's like, there, what, where is it that originated from? Is it Europe? It's like a talking kind of track? Well, it was just, yeah, it was like kind of like a European kind of electronic vibe. Kind of like with the talking and then it was i was just like yeah let's just do like a talking thing let's just come up with whatever and we were drinking so we were just like mezcal vodka she's like i'm like what should we say she picks up the bottle she's like mezcal vodka (laughs) (laughs) i'm like okay so and then she's like puts the mic in my face she's like okay go and i'm like i don't know what to say and you can hear it on the track (laughs) yeah and the mic's like still in my face and i'm just like just kept talking and we used that and now we made that into an nft project so have they sponsored you yet or not? 
They need to step up their game, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. So how did you put that into an NFT then? I don't know nothing about NFTs. No, so that's fair. So please like educate me on this. So we just uh, we thought like it'd be a good idea to take like a music video and then you take moments of the music video and then it becomes um, you're like owning pieces of it. Yeah. So like five so. second loops essentially. So five yeah. second loops yep. of moments of the music video with the track attached to it. Um, which is then put onto, I guess, like OpenSea, and there's coding that's attached to the back of it. Okay. And anyone that buys that code, you buy that five second one of one original NFT um, like artwork, essentially. Okay. And then the utilities include Lisa's making like a, a game, a PC yeah, game. Just a simplized like a wow. game where you just go in and the track will be playing and you'll be in the club and then you can just like drink. Yeah. So you can like listen to the game. In the, the song and like drink in the club, yeah. drink, drink in Moscow, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll take them and see if they sponsor. Yeah. And then we're also going to have like discounts to our companies, like my company's Cassie Bamboo, and then Silent Discos, okay. and then we'll have like wristbands type stuff to some of the shows that we play. So lots of really cool utilities. Hopefully, we're going to be doing it at the FOMO Gallery next month. Yeah. So that's the cool thing yeah. about music, isn't it? It's just so endless, isn't it? Like with everything, like the video, the NFTs. Uh, you know everything like that goes along with it it's yeah. mad but one thing i've never done is i've never ever done a silent disco uh, never yeah. done one so how do you how, how does that work like where'd you get all the headphones from do you buy them like how does it all work like to um well set one up? i met the owners of the uh they create these headphones um they're the best headphones in the world it's a company called dreams unlimited okay and um yeah they're super hi-fi like really like high fidelity headphones so it's like 20 hertz to 20,000 okay and then they're like isolating and then every headphone has like a volume on it and then they light up to the channel so basically uh-huh. like we'll have three different DJs playing and so the one coming up we're gonna have drum and bass on one channel house on another and techno see so y- if you are like listening to the techno and you're like oh I kind of want to listen to house right now you just push the button and you can listen to the house DJ so and people are dancing at random paces yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you might have like a friend that they're like oh I really love techno and then they'll be like oh I like drum and bass but it's like they can all gather in the same room and all have a good time together because it's, it's all playing at the same time and then that's cool it'll light up so like we have the drum and bass channel be green the techno yep. is red and then the house was blue and then I had like the lights around the the blue DJ, it was like their lights were blue, and then the techno was like red, so everybody can see, and then they're all playing simultaneously. Oh, okay. Yeah. So how do you does one person mix? Do you have like three sets of decks in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the transmitter plugs into each of them, and then oh yeah, fucking, that's a setup, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. And then because there's no sound, all the lights have to kind of be like pre pre automated. Yeah. So I use like a software called SoundSwitch, and so basically you run the songs through it, and then the AI auto generates a light show. Because um, okay. normally lights they use like the mic, yeah, and then it will just like auto go from the mic. Oh, trig- when it triggers the mic. Yeah, yeah but because oh, okay, there's yeah. not that, then like otherwise it would just be like nothing would happen. Yeah, obviously, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It must be weird, like being in the being in. Um, the room and just taking the headphones off and everyone's you, know, you can hear just <laughs> yeah <laughs> <just break. laughs> yeah it's funny when like people walk in like some of my friends have walked in and they're like wow like everyone's dancing like when you first walk in and you haven't heard the music yet it's just like a room of people just dancing yeah and and then like sometimes people will sing the words and so it's like just hear like a few people yeah. singing but like you take the headphones off there's no music they're just singing because <laughs> like when you go to a rave you think right oh, i've got to listen to that for the music here yeah. you know, oh yeah it builds mm. you up right but silent disco you're like hmm, go into a room and everyone's just dancing I, I, yeah. I, I, i've never experienced it so oh, that's yeah. funny. i have to go i have to we go were, to like them. running them all summer and uh it's funny because it really kind of took off and a lot of my friends seeing what what i was posting would yeah. message me like videos of like Look at the, my neighbors downstairs doing a silent disco, and they're like, "All oh, these people just <laughs> just like it was even on like Love Is Blind." So oh, my yeah. sister's sending me a video of like the yeah the actors or whatever wearing the headsets on the reality show. So it's pretty funny. Oh, that's cool, it did yeah. kind of just randomly take off this summer all that's over cool. the place. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. wicked. Yeah, I've never been to one. That's, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to go to one. When are you find your next one? Uh, on December seventeenth, we're doing a nice like Christmas one. Oh man, it's yeah. all my Christmas works mm-hmm. day, but. I would love yeah. to come. So. Yeah, we're going to have a drum and bass channel, a techno and a house channel. And we got some great local DJs playing. 
Okay. Yeah, and then we've got Sun Chaser. She's a brand new DJ. It's oh, okay. Gonna be her second show ever. Really? And yeah, she's been making music for like many, many years, and then she's just started DJing, and she's like really good. That's cool. So, yeah. That's cool. What's your like home setup then? Um, have you got t- uh, turntables or CDJs or um, just a tractor or what have you got for your DJing setup at home? Well, I have. I got the Denon Prime Go, okay. mostly f- just for the silent discos, just because it's battery powered. Okay. So it can run for four hours, oh, wow. and it also controls lights out of it. So it's wow. like compact, but it's got all the same things as like the Denon CDJs. It's just smaller. Yeah. And the nice thing about that is, if DJs use Serato or Rekordbox, they can plug in, and anybody can play. So like, one time when we did a silent disco at uh, Grandview Park on a commercial, yeah. there was this awesome drum and bass um dj she came by and she's like hey can i play and she just like plugged her usb in and that's so it, old school it works. Yeah, yeah. yeah i and love that she was actually, she's like amazing dj is she yeah yeah it, it's cool uh, like we just have like these headlining people just rock up and play that's <laughs> sick yeah I, I love that i love it. it's just like hey, do you want to play like yeah man it's just like it's kind of like an open deck thing but it's kind of not yeah and people are just jamming off each other back, back to back in like yeah i love that that's fucking wicked so what are like your future plans of your music so um, well i'm putting out an ep next year and yeah. then i want to tour uh 2024 that's the plan touring worldwide well canada u.s yeah. i have a lot of places in the u.s that are you know in the works right now which is yeah. really cool we were looking at australia as well um it's a little bit far i have a four-year-old so it's kind of hard for me to go but maybe yeah but yeah definitely u.s canada yeah that's the plan just keep producing i was producing for a lot of other artists but now i think i'm just going to really focus in on doing a lot of my own stuff yeah um yeah that's cool yeah. what about you lisa um i just i have a ton of songs on my computer that i just need to like finish mixing oh, okay and then i'm gonna put them out and then do the the tour i I've, i have a whole live show that i've made with the indie electronic mm-hmm. um so i i just never really got to do that tour because of the pandemic so Hopefully, I can start doing some of those kind of shows too. Yeah, yeah. And we're what? all like planning it together too. I think that was the plan for this year, and then it got to be a little bit too late, or I guess yeah. going into twenty twenty three. Yeah, yeah. How how do you um uh how can I put it? How do you um define your sound? I mean, ever changing. Like yeah. lately, I've been like some of the recent stuff that I've been putting out. People say it sounds a lot like Grimes, which is cool. I've never really listened to Grimes, but I no. guess. <laughs> Yeah, ethereal. I really like. It used to be like very heavily influenced, like I said before, by like hip hop, and yeah, it's moving towards like ethereal, like uh, house type vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think house has grown big over here? Because mm-hmm. when I first came to Canada, it was all dubstep. Oh really? Yeah. Well, that's the impression I got. I probably shouldn't have just assumed that. But when I, before I came here, everyone was like, "You'll love dubstep if you go to Canada." Hmm. But then when I came to Vancouver, everyone was like, "No, nah, we do these underground." parties and yeah. uh, it was all house and techno so i was like fucking yeah. okay this actually this is fucking pretty good like yeah. it's even pretty better than some of the people that i used to do underground parties with back in the uk yeah so i was quite happy with that but how would you define your sound um like indie electronic synth pop kind of like ethereal yeah uh, i guess um like bass house just kidding bass house, bass house. <laughs> I've honestly oh. kind of fallen in love with it. I, people really like it. It's, uh, yeah, it's kind of come the back. It's come. <laughs> it's come off the back of I would say of uh, garage music or garage mm. music, as in North Americans would say. But yeah, I, I kind of feel like it's gone off garage music. You heard much garage music? Yeah, like uh, yeah? Euro Trash. Is that the garage music? Trash. Oh, I've never. So I've never heard of. It's kind of. It sounds like there. like European grunge. Oh okay. Room, I think I think uh, garage for me would be more like have you ever heard of like DJ like an MC and or DJ EZ? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, DJ EZ is like pretty one of the he's like the big he's done like a twenty four hour set. Whoa. For like defective for charity. Wow, that's through, a long time. Oh I think it was longer than that actually. He done it for like, yeah, twenty four hours or forty eight hours, but he done it for charity through the pandemic to raise money like, I think it was money for wow. people to have food and stuff, whatever. Oh, that's nice. But he done it and he was going the whole way. The guy's in I think he's in his fifties, but he was doing it Wow and didn't stop. But he I think his his music was from the early nineties all the way to recent and he plays bass house. He cool. incorporates that. But if you're into bass house, like mm-hmm. if you've grown on it, like 
I mean, yeah, yeah. honestly, just recently, like I said, I just over the summer playing more of it people yeah. just like really seem to like it a lot or like just watching how they react when you play certain music i'm like yeah. okay cool like this this is popular i like it too so yeah uh, i can i can i like it like uh, it, it did pick up like chris lorenzo mm-hmm. um uh, cause and effect it did a duo cause and effect mm-hmm. um that's the only one i know and oh um flavor d mm-hmm. she's from i think she's from leeds in the uk but she throws a sick bass set Oh, that's cool. And that's how I kind of got into it, but she's quite big in the States now. That's cool. Yeah, so yeah. I really like bass. I have a lot of plugins too. Like yeah. Lots of bass. Every, yeah. every engineer I work with is like, you're going to like this. This, is, <laughs> this yeah. goes hard. I'm like, yeah. The so. kind of thing that does, and bass music kind of like also sounds like um, drum, certain drum and bass as well. Mm-hmm. The same sounds in drum and bass and bass music. Mm-hmm. Do you think like that's sort of, they're sort of like. I guess, yeah, sort of. Yeah. yeah. They. They kind of cross over. Yeah. Yeah. Do you listen to other genres or try to produce other genres as well? Oh, like so many genres. Yeah. You I try? have like probably a song of every single genre. On oh, my really? Computer. Yeah. How many tracks have you got? Like. Like thousands. Of <laughs> yeah. That's I've like got like a whole indie alternative rock. Yeah. Like album. I have like punk rock. I've got like movie music where it's like piano and strings and like i have like my attempt at rap like and yeah and then like a bunch of different genres in electronic like house techno like kind of chill electronic ambient stuff like taiko vibes yeah just like all over the place yeah but i listen to a lot of stuff so i think that's why i might yeah. like i'll get like a song in my in my headphones like off spotify that i'll listen to on repeat and then i'll be like oh i want to make something like this taylor swift yeah, she's done well though because so. she's redone all her tracks now, hasn't she? So she's got yeah. full rights to it. So fair play to her on that. Mm-hmm. So uh, do you um, do you like uh, do you mix other sort of genres like when you DJ? Like, do you ever like push the boundaries on genres more than what you you're comfortable in? Do yeah. You see what I'm saying? Well, and I, I made I like. So I was doing a show, um, and I wanted to have all original music for the show. So in a month, I made an hour worth of music for the show. Yeah. And then I tried to like incorporate what I like from other genres in, into the techno. So yeah. I wanted to add more melodies. So I kind of made what I think is like kind of like cyber techno. Oh, okay. So I like was taking melodic elements and then having it on top, and then having kind of almost like old school breaks like uh with acoustic drums yeah in in the draw in the breakdowns and then it goes into the like typical kind of techno job yeah yeah so kind of meshing things that way and that remind yeah because we were just talking about that the other day actually because i'm just a lot like uh, some of the feedback that i've been getting from different like playlists or like bloggers or whatever just mm-hmm. like i really like this but i don't know what genre this is and that's oh, okay. like it's a little bit torn by that you yeah. know so we had this conversation. Lisa's like, you're just kind of making your own genre at this point. Because it's yeah. like, it's kind of like Lana Del Rey mixed with Grimes and Tupac. Like, what the hell is that? It makes yeah. absolutely no sense whatsoever. But it's just like trying to take the best elements of all the things that makes my heart beat and yeah. putting it into something that I hope other people will like too. And yeah. I think that's what music is about. That's yeah. what art is. Oh, right? 100%. Yeah. I think the hardest thing, you've got to think of a name for it. I know. I'm like, what <laughs> is this? But it's so funny. Yeah. They're like, I'm not exactly sure what this is. I like it. They're like, it doesn't really fit in with anything else on my playlist because yeah. everything else has already been carved out. But it's like, I guess that's like, you're trying to be like innovative, right? You're trying to make something new. You're trying to like be true to yourself. Because so. when I said about um, pushing the boundaries in genres, mm-hmm. I wanted to go into your sound thing that you do. Oh, yeah. Okay, because, you know, people do stick to stuff. And, like, for me, I use jump up, drum and bass as, like, the, 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 the synths and the grittiness in that. I'll try to put that in techno. So, like, I know you guys mix That's with genre. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, because jump up, drum and bass is very, uh, it was very, in the UK, very, um, frowned upon as like the 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 underground kind of like naughty people music you know mm-hmm. you're like oh you listen to that you must not be classy and stuff yeah. and it's changed now it's mm-hmm. obviously and the guys really push that boundary it's really good um but uh, incorporating that into my music that's what i do and it's kind of different i guess and a lot of german techno sounds a little bit with a drum and bass element in it 
because you have a lot of the kicks like dun, 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 like that. So when I go to say push the boundaries, how mm. do you put your uh, explain that to me? The whole um, what would you call it? Well, well, it's just um, sound crystal sound balls. Crystal like sound balls, that's yeah, it. yeah. Sound bass, essentially. So yeah. I guess well for people that don't know what that is uh there's um the crystal bowls that are tuned with a certain chakra chakras are like the main power points in your body so there's seven that are in your body so okay. every one of the seven that are in the body are tuned to a certain note so okay G. and when you play those they're supposed to essentially like wake up spin cleanse whatever those chakras and it's supposed to the so they say, which I believe, that it moves energy through your body. So it's like your energy, your the, your body, the energy in your body wants to be in a constant movement. So when you're playing these bowls, it helps you meditate, drop into a different state of consciousness, and it just like kind of just gets every whatever flowing. So yeah. with that, I just yeah, I just love music. I love sound, and I've been into meditation like quite heavily for quite a few years. Um, but in terms of putting that into the music that I'm producing right now. I have been recording it because I'll do like TikTok or um, I guess I stream on different apps yep. and then I have it recorded at the same time. Yep. Um, but I have yet to actually put that any tracks that I'm producing when it comes to like like any kind of techno or house music. Do you think you'll incorporate that into it? Possibly. Yeah, I thought it'd be yeah. a cool idea. Yeah. You know, like for a build up, like, you know, doing that. Well, little, especially yeah. too, because it's like my bowls that I have, well, the ones before, I, a lot of them just broke, unfortunately. So I had to replace a lot of them. Are they, they quite were, delicate then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And a lot of them were tuned to 432, which is like the Earth's healing frequency, essentially. But a lot of music nowadays is 440. Okay. Um, which doesn't there's a whole thing a whole down the rabbit hole thing about music that's tuned to 440 but a lot of music now is tuned to that so i'm trying to make all of the stuff that i do tuned to 432 because it does make you feel better and more grounded yeah um so having that that in mind as i'm producing music as well because you can actually go into uh, like ableton and you can change the frequency that your music is playing at yeah so it kind of blow my mind there a bit with all this because <laughs> this well, is, it a, is like the sound it just know. it does like there's certain like there's certain bowls that I play and like it actually you can actually feel it inside of you like it's if yeah you have to experience it for yourself so like for the first time the other day I don't laugh at me but for the first time the other day I, I've done my finger on a crystal glass yeah and it vibrated on my finger I was like what the <laughs> I've never experienced I've never done anything like that people probably have done that loads of times but I've never mm -hmm. done it and I was is that kind of is what it is then but just on a bigger scale with these bowls that you have. Yeah, and they're t they're tuned to certain and notes. And they're tuned, yeah. yeah. A glass obviously isn't tuned to, but these yeah. are specifically... Specifically tuned. Wow, yeah. fucking hell. Certain frequencies. That's it's, cool. It's really cool. And it's really cool too, seeing now more people getting like more and more into it, yeah. especially musicians. I'm like, doesn't this make sense? Like, you love music. Yeah. <laughs> this is literally meditating to music that's helping you hopefully open up different like... Uh, pathways portals in your head or whatever yeah. in your spirituality like helping you kind of drop deeper within yourself to become more like authentically yourself yeah your magnetic self that you're able to produce stuff that is more in tune with your heart you yeah. know oh, it's my like missus. getting know yourself better yeah, yeah bring her my missus is gonna know. fucking love this yeah. <laughs> and like right now i'm trying to do like everything by donation okay. because i know like the sound healing meditation stuff can get like pretty pricey for people and especially if you don't even know what it is you're like why am yeah. i gonna sp spend all this money for like you know, if, you know we're going through a recession right now or very soon <laughs> soon yeah yeah so yeah everything as much as much as i can keep it will be by donation just everyone come and share your energy and just like i really believe that that's like it's a different kind of music community but i feel mm. like it's all you know at the end of the day it's kind of like one in the same and we're all sort of in this together so let's just like build this up together yeah that's a cool thing man i've never yeah i've never it's the first time i saw it when i saw you do it yeah it's like all over my social yeah, media yeah i was just like i was like uh, what is she doing yeah i was like <laughs> that's something i'd eat my cereal out of oh my god I've yeah that. <laughs> it's a really big soup bowl yeah, yeah. That before yeah so how, how do you do it with your music then because obviously putting the uh, emotion with video like when you're creating your video you gotta make tracks f to be like um, to like with video you need music to be to match the emotion of the video so how would you how would your process be for doing that like if the video's already done or making the song with the you're video just making it so like if you make a video um do you think well i've got you thinking about the sound you've got to make for that video or do you think build the track and then 
for the video. Do you see what I'm saying? I think usually like sometimes with songs, I'll have like a like a like a vibe or an essence, like an end goal in mind of what I want to like portray kind of thing. So like for example, one of the first electronic songs I ever made, I had an idea of this this person that was like really famous but couldn't handle the fame and then she like went to the the mental institute and then drove off a bridge oh shit (laughs) and so in the song i just like thought okay how can i make this for the video yeah and then i like recorded it and then i thought okay i'll whisper into the mic and i'll say all of these things that people might think yeah so there's whispering in the background of the track and it's me saying like oh don't eat don't like it's all these things but you wouldn't know and it's just like the sound of like negative thoughts yeah And, and then at the end when she's going off the bridge, I actually put all these audio effects and I reversed the the sound. And it's weird because when I reversed it, it actually said my name is Alice, which is really creepy. And I'm like, oh, maybe this is like... But like, uh, uh, what was the horror thing? film? Like, I read Rum. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I never ended up making the video, though, because this was like 10 years ago. And oh, I okay. didn't have enough money to make a video where a car goes off a bridge. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I just thought of that. And then it's funny because I made this song. And then my friends are like, hey, like, are you okay? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being creative. I'm like, uh, no, it's just a story I made up in my head. Like, it's nothing to do with me. And it's, yeah, so it's just like, I, I might think about like a story and then. Because you think, like, uh, Hans Zimmer, watched Hans Zimmer, when he he watches a movie and he makes a sound with the movie, right? So that's why I wanted to ask you, because... Oh, yeah. You know, like, how how was that process? Well, I did make a... I made a short film um, with a bunch of actors here for the Story Hive Mm -hmm. one time, and um, there was different scenes, so I had it be, like, one long piece of music. Yeah. And basically all the characters are... It's basically there's all these different lives and they intertwine and they get on a sky train and then they're connected because the sky train is going to go off the tracks by a terrorist attack yeah okay so the beginning parts it's just like calm piano you know background stuff because there's dialogue so it just was instrumental because i think if you have dialogue you don't want to have lyrics in the background because it's distracting yeah and then once they all come together i brought in like kind of a suspenseful kind of like percussion elements and things and then as soon as they get on the train it's just like boom boom it's like oh, and then wow. it goes back to like a piano thing yeah and then it goes into the that's cool like yeah and so it's like when you're doing that it's like you think about um i actually made the song for that first and then edited it to the oh, okay to gotcha. so i'll like edit it on the timing of the, yeah, of yeah. the notes because yeah. i knew kind of that i was going to do that yeah i think usually when you do the film it may not go that way like you yeah, have yeah. to edit you have to make the song in time with the edit. It really depends on the way that they do it. But I like to edit on the beat of the notes changing. Yeah, So I'll like cool, to yeah. change the shot that way. So that's how I did that one, which cool. is more of like a cinematic movie one. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, so it's good that you've got two different genres that you both do with sound, mm-hmm. but they both do the same thing like for the emotion of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a good mm-hmm. thing about music. Yeah. Um, moving, I'm just going to sort of brush up here is there anything else you want to like talk like you know as we sign off like there anything you want to sort of plug away i mean come to our nft opening <laughs> at the gala next month yeah. that'd be great and yeah. people follow your social media get all the information yeah. and stuff like that yeah 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 we'll definitely be posting more about it okay. and um yeah come to the disco t- on the 17th It'll be a nice Christmas one. Yeah. yeah. Christmas drum bass. <laughs> yeah, Christmas drum bass, house tech. Techno, yeah. <laughs> nah, cool. Thanks very much for having me here anyway. Yeah. Uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for Yeah, I hope you've enjoyed it anyway. So. Yeah. Nice <laughs> one. Awesome. Thanks very much. Thank you.